Hi fans and friends of History from the Back Pages. Welcome to this week's episode of the show. We have another movie review here for the podcast. I've been all over the place lately in terms of movies. I've been reviewing horror movies, adventure movies, different movies of all different genres, released in different time periods in the movie when it takes place and when it came out. Like, for example, was it a 10-year-old movie, 20-year-old movie? But this week's movie is brand new in theaters, just came out. It was out in its home country during the summer, just made it to the U.S. as of this weekend. The movie that I reviewed, in all honesty, I thought was very good. Excellent movie. I did not have many complaints about this movie, which is the complete opposite of last week, where the movie was completely abysmal, hated it, had nothing but negative thoughts. This movie, far better. And that movie is the Japanese film, The Boy and the Heron. There's two Japanese movies out in theaters right now. The new Godzilla movie, Minus One, and Boy and the Heron. I'm also going to go see Godzilla next, because that looks fun too. And Godzilla is always a fun character, and I enjoy him. But this one I saw first, Boy and the Heron. Very good movie. First is a disclaimer where I want to mention that this movie, as of a lot of Japanese animation movies and Studio Ghibli movies, is not for everyone. You might not enjoy this movie if you're not used to anime or not used to movies with a lot of different meanings and movies that use a lot of different symbolism to convey its message on the big screen or in writing and plot. Just want to warn you. And if you're not used to movies that have weird characters, you might be bewildered or not enjoy it. I just want to mention that because I enjoyed it, but I like Japanese films and Japanese animes, so I already had that positive aspect going in. Also want to mention, there's different ways to see the movie in theaters. You can either see it dubbed, or you can see it in Japanese with English subtitles. And I saw the Japanese version with English subtitles. So they're different, but I wanted to see it in Japanese with subtitles because I did not mind seeing the movie with subtitles on the big screen. Because I thought that since it was a Japanese film with Japanese voice actors, I thought it would be best to see it in Japanese because I wanted to see the main original version. The movie was created and directed by Hayao Muzaki, who's one of the best directors in Japan and in general of all time, especially for animation movies. He's a co-founder of Studio Ghibli, which is one of the best animation studios today. He actually came out of retirement to create and direct this movie. He'd retired a while ago, but he came back because he couldn't wait to make this movie. And The Boy and the Heron takes a little bit too much plot spoilers to mention all about the film. So I'm going to keep it short and sweet. Short review, talk about what I enjoyed about it, what confused me, and what maybe did not like as much. So Boy and Heron pretty much 
the main plot of the film in this fantasy animation epic revolves around a young boy and his name is Matteo Maki. This takes place during World War II in the war in the Pacific and he moves in with his dad. So his dad and him, his mom had passed away three years prior in a horrible fire that took place at a hospital and his father remarried and I don't want to spoil this because it's a plot point, but he does remarry someone close to home. And the son and the dad and his new wife move in together in a new manner that's kind of secluded. It's off the beaten path. Very large manner. And when they get there, weird stuff starts to happen. A blue her- or gray heron arrives. And he is one of the main characters in the movie. At first, I didn't really like the character, the Great Heron. But he gets way more awesome later. Because it's a talking heron. So he talks. And it's cool with the bird talking. I want to give the actor who did the voice acting for the Great Heron a ton of credit. He was fantastic. It's 10 marks for me. The character was really enjoyable at first. They showed him more of a villain, like a rival to the young 12-year-old boy who moves in there because he can hear him talk because he's part of the family's bloodline because the family had lived there for generations. So he's able to hear him talk and speak and learn more about him. At first, kind of a rival villain, but then he becomes just someone who's long for the ride helping. But by the end, he becomes a friend. He even mentions that at the gray hair at the end of the movie. He had a good story arc throughout the movie, The Great Heron. And the voice actor is named Maski Suda. 10 out of 10. Fantastic. That's their professional name, but the real name is Heisho Sugo. That's the real name. This professional name is the second one. He won the Japanese Academy Film Prize for Outstanding Performance by Actor Lee Roll. And I want to give him full marks. One thing's cool, he's only 30 years old, but how he did the acting and the voice acting for The Great Heron, he sounded like an old man. Because I don't want to mention the voice because it's difficult to re-do um, like this guy did. But Vic is an old man with an evil laugh and creepy sounded voice. But excellent performance, 10 out of 10 for The Great Heron's voice actor. The main actors in the movie also are the one who plays the young boy, Mahito Maki, is Soma Santoki. His best known role is in this film. He's been in some other films recently, animation films too. Also, main character is Lady Himi, played by the actress Amyon. She's also a magician as well, and she's been in different things as well. She did good performance as well. Then we have the new wife, Natsuko, played by Yoshino Kimura. She was pretty enjoyable in the movie. She did a good job when she was on the screen. She wasn't in the movie a ton. Mainly in the beginning of the movie, she had a bigger role. Later on and halfway through, she kind of disappeared. The plot line revolved around her, but she wasn't 
on the screen talking per se. Then the father is played by Tayuga Kimura. The father is named Sochi Maki. He's known as a Japanese icon, very successful as an actor. He was also on a member of one of the best-selling boy bands in all of Asia. That's the background of the actor. And there's some other actors as well, but those are the main actors of the biggest roles in the film. So how the movie's plot revolves is the young boy, his father, moved to the new home with his new wife and his new mom. They meet a gray heron who's able to talk. There's a ruined and sealed tower in the woods near the home. The young boy starts to investigate and wants to know what's going on with the gray heron. Why is he pestering and why is he bothering getting the film? He's still kind of sad and misses his mom had passed prior. He's still not getting used to the new relationship with his new mom, which is understandable. Then stuff starts to go missing. His new mom goes missing. Then he has to investigate. He gets help from some of the maids who are in the movie. And I really enjoy the maids characters. There's about seven older women in the movie who were maids who helped and worked at the manor in the new home. And they were all older Japanese women and they did a good job because later on you learn that they're protectors of the home. But at first there's kind of annoying seven women talking all at once really loud, but I grew to like them and they're enjoyable. And overall, I liked the fantastical part of it. It was a fantasy film with cool time powers. I enjoyed it going through different worlds because it does. It goes through multiple worlds, which I can't explain. I don't want to spoil, but just know that. And you'll learn that pretty fast, too. It's not a huge spoiler. And different time period, different characters. I like the relationship between the young boy and the gray heron. His relationship with his mom and relationship with his past mom was interesting as well. And I also want to mention, I enjoyed the different characters because it's a fantasy film. They did a good job with introducing, with symbolism, different characters such as parakeets and pelicans, these cool different creatures and different animals as well. For example, a great heron is able to talk. Some other characters, like the parakeets can talk as well. And the actor and director did a great job of creating these different fantasy elements, having to do with different symbolism. For example, one of the parts of the film, and I looked at the backstory, history of the film's creation, the director wanted this to be for his grandson because his grandson's very young. He's in his 80s now, so he might not be with his grandson very long, but he wanted this movie to be for his grandson so he can experience what life has to offer and his life, for example, from the creation and release of this film. And I want to say that I don't have a lot more to say because I really enjoyed it. I don't want to spoil it for you because this movie I highly recommend. Fantastic animation film. And I really enjoy different Studio Ghibli films. Some of late have not been that fantastic in reviews, but this one was fantastic. Also, fun fact, it's the most expensive film ever produced in all of Japan. So that was interesting. The music was good. 
the acting, voice acting, fantastic. The characters that they chose did a good job. And I didn't know what I was going into seeing it because I didn't really know anything about it. I didn't really see any reviews or any promotion for the film. But when I saw, my dad recommended we see it because he wanted to see it, so we went and we both loved it. I would highly recommend it. So overall, great fantasy, great voice acting, cool Japanese elements, cool it took place in Japan. Highly happy that and glad I saw it in Japanese with the subtitles not dubbed. And that was a great movie for the director to come out of retirement and film because he did a great job with animation. Overall, my review of it in terms of rating, I don't have any really complaints. I got to go over first rate. Fantastic film. So overall, that's my review of the film. I don't have many issues. Great first rate film. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of History for the Back Pages, my review of Boy and Heron. If you like Japanese animation and like weird films that are all over the place with cool creatures, cool symbolism, and interesting way to come about a movie like this, then I think you'll enjoy Boy and Heron. If you like only movies of explosions and only movies that are paint by numbers or movies that are really woke, then I don't know if you'll enjoy this in that sense, but... Hopefully you do enjoy it. Thank you so much. See you next time on History from the Back Pages.